Peace, everyone. Um, quick live today. Uh, normally, of course, well, not normally, but for the past two ones, I was able to do them in the dawning. But, um, you know, that wasn't able to happen uh, this dawning. So I'm, I'm going to tell some of you why. And I say some of you because people tend to slide in a little late. But um, willfully, you, you took the opportunity to command your own day. You took the opportunity to command your own day. You took the opportunity to command your own afternoon. And um, now we're going to get on this evening vibe together. Because maybe throughout the day you were surrounded by people who weren't necessarily interested in your vibration or what you had to share or, or could really see the value of uh, what you're sharing or who you are, you know? So let's appreciate one another together. Uh, let me know if you can hear me as always. Somebody just say, um, you can hear me if you can hear me. You know, put a, uh, what do they say? Put a one in the chat. You can put a one, you can put, yes, I can hear you chief, keep going. <laughs> Either one is fine, but just let me know that you can hear me. All right, beautiful, thank you, Goddess Key. Appreciate it, yeah, I got the ones. Give thanks. It's kind of low. Felicia. Uh, um, I, well, make sure your phone is up, Felicia. I'll speak a little louder, but I'm not. Um, my, my throat and stuff is a little messed up right now. So um, what I'll do is I'll lean in more and maybe it'll be louder. But I, I, don't, I don't know how much louder I can go without coughing and acting up. Um, so, yeah, I didn't do a segment this morning because um, I, I was really uh, not well physically. Um, but it's 9-9, nine, nine, and I didn't want this day, this beautiful flower <laughs> of a day that we have to go by without enjoying it together and without celebrating it together. You know, of course, we don't hold ourselves, um, we don't hold ourselves as victims or as followers tethered to astrology, numerology, astronomy, geological events, or anything like that. We don't do that. But um, we can definitely watch them and enjoy them and recognize them as the signs that they are and appreciate and value them. So I didn't really want 9-9, nine, nine, peace, ricochet. You know, I didn't really want 9-9 nine, nine to go by and... Um, I ain't do something, so I figured I'd just do a little, a little something. <laughs> I do a little something. Um, and there's another reason for it that I wanted to do a little something. Um, so, my uh, very dear and close uh, uncle transitioned recently, suddenly. And, um, you know, I don't normally tell you guys or anybody my business. I don't even tell my own family my business, so you know I'm not going to tell you. Um, so you usually, even when there's a death, even the women in my family don't know. You know, they just see me go out, maybe dressed a little differently and come back, maybe a little quieter. But um, I, don't, I don't lay my burdens on anybody because my burdens are heavy. <laughs> They're heavy, you know. So for the most part, people don't really know what to do when, I, when I'm going through something. Um, so yeah, my uncle transitioned suddenly and, uh, he and I were very close and, uh, he's responsible for a lot of what you 
get to experience as Chief Yuya. You know, to him I was just nephew, you know, um, or Haru when we were in public, Haru. But outside of that, just nephew. Uh, so a lot of um, a lot of that deeper insight that some of you like always trying to figure out, man, how's he notice? How's he know that? You know, I have some very beautiful people that I've been fortunate to be exposed to in my life, male and female, you know, very, really awesome people. Um, the only messed up people I've, I've been exposed to in life are people who I just egoically put myself in front of, <laughs> maybe because of my own addictions or, you know, um, my own lower nature desires or whatever. But for the most part, if I just keep my mouth shut and, you know, make sure my breath doesn't stink, you know, I, I get to interact with some really beautiful people in life. So, I wanted to give some, some energy to my uncle, my uncle JR, that's his name, all right? Um, today was his internment. So today on 9-9 was the day that he was put into the ground. And um, yesterday was the services. So I've been ripping and running to make different things happen. You know, it's been it's been a very, very hectic and very busy strong for me. Maybe for some of you as well too. Maybe you can relate. You know, it's been a, it's just a, it's just a high energy time, especially whenever you come around that nine nine, because it's it's you know, and I'm gonna get into that for a moment. Um, that nine is when you're waiting. It's, 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 a, it's like a purgatory period because when you're experiencing your nine in your life, what it is that you're experiencing is your wait for your, your double digit, right? So it's that opportunity where you get to reflect back on what your life has been, you know, and you've gone through all the numbers. And then when you get to the nine, it's a lot of waiting. So one of the values that you learn in your nine is patience. You know, because you're ready for the next thing. Like, all right, I did single digits. I'm ready for double double digits. And But however long you need to wait, peace, brother love, however long you need to wait for that to pop off, you know, obinium, you know, if that's a um, West African phrase or a tree phrase, obinium, only God knows. Obinium, you know, so um, sometimes the amount of time that you have to wait through your reflection is where you really develop and build the best parts of your character. You know, when you get to your nine. So he transitioned on the nine and, uh, well, he didn't transition. He was interned on the nine. He had a heart attack, um, but there wasn't anything wrong with his heart as far as we knew, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was very sudden and, um, yeah, man, uh, a huge loss, a huge loss of, of intellect, creativity, beauty, you know, um, and my, and my, my, my elders always say that you and your uncle are the same person. You know, one of my elders says that like you in 20 years, that's you. Every time you say your uncle, that's going to be you. Like y'all are the same person, right? Um, but I see this differences. My uncle was much more, um, he was more beautiful than I, you know, um, 
he he knew how to express something to you in a way that was very respectful of your beliefs and your opinions and the truth that you've been exposed to up until that point. You know, so whenever he wanted to say something to me, he'd say, you know, nephew, uh, if you don't mind, he would say this, like, nephew, uh, you know, if you don't mind, uh, there's some things I'd like to share with you because even in sharing it with you, it will help me, you know, so if it's okay with you, if you don't mind, it's maybe some things I can share with you that may help you a little bit in where you're going. That's how he would say say things to me. How you say no to that? No, nah, I ain't trying to hear. It. <laughs> Whereas me, um, you know what the f is wrong with you? Let me tell you what the f is wrong with you. No, I know you didn't ask me, but I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. And a little spit came out of my mouth. Don't even wipe it off. Leave it right there. Let me tell you what's wrong with you. That's that's me, right? So I, you know, my elders see the similarities, but I see a, a lot of differences. But you know, that's the thing about taking time to observe and having that patience, um, that patient bardo period where you're looking over your life and seeing how you're really coming across and what you're really bringing. Because you could be right neck and neck with someone, right? You know, like you could have two lines like this, two parallel lines. See, this is when you get into the study and the understanding of motives. You know, my uncle really taught me how not to waste time with BS people. You know, he'd always, like his phrase was like, well, F around if you want. <laughs> that was always his phrase. You F around if you want. And that meant like, you're on dangerous waters with that person. But, you know, the example I would always give my youth is like the example of parallel lines. You know, you can have two parallel lines and if one is cocked just like a slight degree off, as they move forward, eventually this is gonna happen. So you may look years later and where we started here, neck and neck, now we're literally miles apart, you know? And sometimes that happens in a relationship, um, but a lot of times that happens in um, people who may come in, into your, your experience, man. And um, that's why you gotta be patient. You gotta give it time. It's, and this is really for people who are leading or who have families, man. A lot of times people pop up and when they pop up, they immediately Hey, let me help you with this. Let me get my hands on. Let me do it. Because they have agendas, you know. And the best way that you can chop up someone's agenda is you switch up the clock. Because people who have agendas in your life, they always have a clock. So in their mind, they're like, I'm going to get this one month. I'm going to get this two months. I'm going to get this three months. And if I don't get this, I'm out. So I, as soon as I get it, as soon as I get in, I got I to gotta start working. I got to start working out my angles, you know. But you change the clock on them and just make them wait. Now what you're gonna find is when you make them wait, they're always gonna leave. <laughs> because they're not able to get their agenda off, you know. So a lot of times, even in our new, let me turn my Frankie Beverly down. I'm playing my Frankie Beverly for my uncle. When uh, I used to have a Pathfinder, uh, we used to play uh, the best of Frankie Beverly and Maze. Cause I had a big kicker box in my um y'all don't remember kicker boxes it's like a big subwoofer in the back of your car but I had a big kicker box in the back of my pathfinder and we used to uh listen to this so yeah I'm, I'm just giving him some some vibes you know giving him a little bit of vibes a little bit of vibes you know what I mean but um yeah man you start to be able to discern agenda through time time is very valuable time and space 
it's very valuable to see what someone is really about despite what they say because like I said those lines will look just like this <laughs> and then you turn around a year later you, hey man I thought you was over here with me oh we didn't start on the same angulation oh you told me you were starting here but you were really starting here or starting here you done ran into my line you know so he, he really helped me a lot with um, discernment you know because I've always been able to see through BS but I also especially in the culture community I used to get overly excited about people who would come with certain promises when I was younger because I romanticized a lot of things so if you came through and were like Yo, yeah, brother, we're going to build this, and we're going to have the schools, and the babies, and the babies. You know, we're going to save the babies. And, you know, we're going to have the hospital. And we gonna, I'd be like, yeah, brother, because I was already on that. Yeah, come on, let's go. I'm, I'm on it. Or sister, come on. And then, you know. Oh, oh. Your agenda was only this far. You only needed to go this far with me. That was all you had, you, you had in you. Your, your agenda is actually over there. So, you know, I give thanks for that. You know, I'm going to get into that nine real quick. I'm not going to take too long because I'm actually, I got to take an eight-hour drive now. Um, but, uh, and I'm not, I'm not feeling well still. But, uh, and I'm ripping off scabs. <laughs> Rubbing my hands too much. Uh, I'm going to put this, uh, put it in my pocket. <laughs> It'll come out in the wash. <laughs> but um, so, you know, one of the things about that nine, we're at that nine, nine. And like I said, today was my uncle's um, internment. In fact, let me give him, let me see if I pull a picture of him. So you can, you know, I never show you all my family, but uh, he can handle himself. You know, don't say nothing stupid. see it. I smile. I don't know if you can see it clear, but uh, I guess you don't need to see it that clear. It's clear enough. <laughs> yeah, Uncle JR. So, uh, you know, he had one of them cool, you know, back in the days, I'm old school. There you go. That's better. That's my uncle. So back in the days, uh, if you had a name that was initials, you you know you were cool. JR, CT, CJ, JT. That was tough guys. Man, I didn't have an initial name, you know what I mean? So just you, little you at that, because I have an older brother. We don't have the same name, but they would call me little you. Why can't I just be you? There's no other you. It's just me. But they would call me little you. <laughs> and he was, you know, his his name starts with an O, so he was Big O. I'm Little U and Big O. So yeah, man, that's 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 my guy right there. Um, you know, I thought about something at the uh, the service on my way to the service. Um, my uncle always had locks, and um, he always covered them. And I always covered mine. And I never asked him why he locked, and he never asked me why I locked. You know, but that's the thing with people, I guess the elders say, you and your uncle are the same person. Y'all are the same person. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, 
yesterday I, I went I, I was running late to the to the services because who's this messaging me? Oh, Adipa Butler. Alright, cool. Um so Adipa's got a good book you guys should check out too, man. Treasures of Darkness. Just plug his book. <laughs> He's a cool brother, real good brother. Um so Oh yeah, I was running late to the services because I was moving around so crazy. And I was coming up to FDR because we had it in the Bronx. And I was coming up to FDR and his voice was, was saying, uh, he, I heard him say, nephew, slow down. Neff, slow down. <laughs> and, um, he was like, I don't want you to go in, because it was at a church. I'm not going to do no churches. You know, uh, I'll get into that in a second. But um, he said, I, he said specifically, I don't want you to go inside that building. He said, um, those people are sick. And I heard this as I'm coming up to FDR, I'm probably around 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 the uh the, the United Nations. You know, around that 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 part. So I'm on the east side by the United Nations coming up to FDR. So I like I pulled back on on on, on the Hemi. I'm like, I don't need to be racing up the highway. You know, thank you, Saran. Um so when I get there, and then plus I'm in the Bronx, I got to find parking, and you know what I mean? So I knew it was going to be a while anyway. So I went and parked, and I was running late. And um, I saw my other uncle pulling in out into the street because they were, they were finishing up. And uh, he was like, yeah, if you rush inside, you can see him. And I'm like, you don't know. I'm not, you know, not only am I not supposed to go inside, I don't actually want to see him. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna hold this up because I can't do a screen. I don't have, you know, any special software. Y'all y'all don't ever really get to see none of my family because, you know, the internet could be a very ignorant place. But, um, so, yeah, I get there and he's like, yeah, go inside, right? So then I see my aunt and she was like, hurry up right in there. She was like, oh, you made it. Cause they always like, where are you coming from? Because they know I travel a lot. So she's like, I thought you were still in Africa. Where, where are you coming from now? You know, every, everybody else said, where are you coming from? Because I'm always like, oh, I just came from Bali. I just came, you know. So uh, I went inside. He told me don't go inside. But it was like the pressure was there. I didn't want to say like, well, I'm cool. I want to stay out. You know what I mean? I should have just said that. But I, I wasn't focused. So I went inside. But the casket was closed. Because um, I was late, and he was like, "Yeah, they just closed it. You just..." I'm like, "I ain't miss nothing. I was just talking to him on FDR. Like, I didn't miss anything." <laughs> and like some of y'all are saying, so the chat, y'all look alike, right? So I'm talking to him, and I'm, if I look at myself in the mirror, what am I actually missing? You know? Um, <laughs> so I didn't really want to go in there. You know, I didn't really want to. I wasn't interested. You know? Um, so I get out of there and, you know, we, we outside talking, I'm rapping and plus they don't, my family's always a little concerned about, you know, the way I put things, my directness or whatever. So, um, cause I saw some stuff in the, in the, the, uh, the program. I ain't like, I ain't like, I would ask who put this program together. So it was probably good. I can't do it later. I'm gonna read. It. I'm gonna read a little part here. All right. I know y'all like. I came for the teaching. Well, you gonna get this. 
I'm not going to read everything because y'all need to hear all that. But there's, there's one part. J.R. was a man strong in his convic convictions. He spoke his truth, whether you approved or not. Overly opinionated. <laughs> Some would say, but he was also known to be intelligent, wise beyond his years, a critical thinker, a problem solver, one who could lead and who also learned how to follow. He relished the gain of knowledge. True. And no matter from whence it came, he also had a very generous spirit. He didn't mind sharing what he possessed, whether it was knowledge or tangible goods. He was always willing to extend a helping hand to those who were in need. J.R. loved to travel, music, books, stimulating conversations, sports, TV, movies, Atlantic City, and socializing. But more than these, he loved his friends, and above all, he absolutely loved his family. True. All that was true, but I wasn't really feeling the whole, I'm, I tell y'all, overly opinionated, some would say. I didn't like that little shot. So I, so it, it ain't over. I'm going to have to have a conversation with somebody. I didn't like the little shot. You know what I mean? Um, but he was brilliant. I might have told some, some of y'all at some point where I, I might have told you I have an uncle who back in the days had the idea that we should start selling um, spring water. Now, you'd probably be like, there's a lot of spring water companies. This was before spring water companies. He had this idea back in the 70s. You remember Low? Okay, so y'all remember. This is him. And he said, oh, man, JR, you crazy. You always coming up with these crazy ideas. And he said, hey, man, well, I think one day we're not going to be able to get clean water. And everybody said, yeah, and you remember Low and the turkey sauces. He also had the idea that we should start making turkey sausage. Because he said that, now, this y'all are like, we got turkey sausage. This is way back. And because he was like, back when only... There was pork sausage. Yeah, he's the one with the turkey sausage spirit driven. He's the one that had that idea. And everybody laughed. Oh, you must be out your mind about eating no damn turkey sausage. He had a lot of ideas. Another idea he had, which I might have shared with you all, was that he was saying that we should get an old retired cruise ship and put it at the end of the pier. Well, there was no pier at that time. There is now. At the end of 125th Street in Harlem. You know, he was like, go, you know, if because if you go, for those of you who know, you know, New York, if you go all the way down to the west side, there's the, the west side highway, and then the water's right there. And he was like, man, we should get a boat and put it there, get an old retired cruise line, and call it the Black Star Mall. This was his idea. This years ago, he had this idea. And he was like, we could set up restaurants, like it, and because it's on the water, it's, it's under a different kind of jurisdiction. So he had this whole idea of doing... Um, and we, we wrote it up. Like, I, I have it, you know, um, the Black Star Mall. And he was like, we could put shops in there. We could have restaurants. So, like, you know, if you want to go out on a date, because this whole thing was like, every time we want to go out somewhere, you want to go somewhere nice with your lady, you're going downtown. You know what I mean? Um, because if it's Harlem, you know, it's probably going to be fish and chips and soul food. Whereas, that's fine as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> you grew up on fish and chips. But, um, he was like, yeah, we could put some nice restaurants in there. We could do events. We could do weddings, all of that. And uh, this was at a time when, when Harlem was crack infested. <laughs> so you could just imagine. They were like, what? Who the heck going to come up here with all these drug addicts? And he was, he was like, I'm telling you, 
it's going to turn around. Look at all these brownstones. These brownstones are going to be worth money. When I'm telling y'all, I'm going to be like, F around if you want. And that was around. And then shortly, I, I had tried to get a movement going where we could buy a block in Harlem when they were giving a brownstone. I told y'all, some of y'all about that, when they were giving them away for a dollar. And you just had to invest a certain amount of money in them. And they laughed me out of the barbershop. I printed out flyers. And I, you know, it broke my little heart. <laughs> I said, yeah, man, you know, I want to take my whole barbershop. I want to move it down to Harlem. I was in Mount Vernon at the time. I was like, we got a barbershop here. We could have a church here. We could have a mosque there. So I'm thinking, like, we could bring everybody together. And you know the rosters, they always got their little record shops. They don't sell no records out of because they just sell weed. I was like, yeah, we could have a roster record front shop where they could just sell the herb. Like, I'm thinking we just, all we need is one block. And, like, that, we'll hold that down. And then we'll post security at the four corners of the block. So even coming in the block, like, we'll know who's coming in and out of the block. Like, they say, oh, man, you don't get out of here trying to buy up some old crack houses. Now look. <laughs> now look at Harlem. Look at how much those crack houses go for now. A million, two million, three million, four million, some of them. They were selling them for a dollar and a ninety. Broke my little heart, man. I ripped my flyers off the mirror. I had them on all my barber's mirrors. I was like, yeah, put this up. Man, move them pictures out the way. Put this fly up, man. Your customers ask why I come, tell them to come talk to me. Anyway, so <laughs> so no Black Star Mall and no one block in Harlem of, of Black Sovereignty. That's all right. That's okay. So, um, uh, yeah, I was hurt at the time, uh, Talisha, but, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna do revolutionary work, you gotta have tough skin and you can't be romanticizing. You gotta learn your people. And at that time, I, I thought I knew my people. I didn't. I only knew about the stories. I didn't know, I didn't know that much about colonialism and the colonialist mindset. And that took a while to learn, you know, that took a while to learn. Oh, went out. So, um, like I was saying, I'm gonna just keep the picture up. Why not? I'm here, so he could be here. So, uh, yeah, I know my phone all jumped up. It's my travel phone. All right. So, like I was saying, anyway, now y'all seeing all my business. Hold on, I don't see no nudie. <laughs> but, uh, that's my business. Uh, let me make sure there's only one picture on the screen. So, like I was saying, so he was interned today, right? And, um... Yeah, I just hold a flyer up. I mean, that's program up. But I don't like that little that little shot in the program. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. But um, that nine, right? So let's get into that nine. Then I'm gonna let y'all go because I don't, I don't want to talk too much. Um, that nine energy, right? So like I said, it's that it's that energy of waiting. It's that energy of purgatory. And oh yeah, so the services. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get to that. I'm skipping. I'm sorry. My my head is a little foggy. Today. I had a very rough night. Um, so after I left and I came back home, I got really sick, like really, really, really sick. I probably threw up fifteen times. How many times do you think I threw up? About fifteen times. Yeah, I threw up a lot. I just kept. You know, um, it was something bacterial, and I didn't really have anything crazy. If anybody knows my eating, I don't eat, you know, anything crazy. But Unc said, don't go in there. The people are sick in there. And I caved in and went anyway. So um, all night, 
I was messed up, man. So I didn't sleep last night, and I got to drive eight hours right now as soon as I finish this. So what happened was I was up, and then the sun started coming up. I'm just up throwing up all night and just in pain. And um, round six came, and I was I was, I was going to try to do the dawning command. I was like, yeah, okay, I could, I could do this. And I'm like, I don't want to start it and then get on there, and then I have to go run and throw up or something or I'm like, cause I was like, also like, <sighs> I couldn't breathe because my, um, I was so bloated, my lungs, you know, I wasn't getting the air. So I was like, man, I don't want them seeing me like that. You know what I mean? I don't, that's not my, that's not my style. <laughs> so unfortunately I didn't do the dawning command because I didn't listen to my uncle. He told me don't go into the church. He said, we cool. You know, we were talking on the FDR. I could have just pulled over on the FDR and just. That could have been it. Um, so anyway, so so long story short, that's why there was no dawning thing because I, I was so hemmed up and I'm throwing up blood on top of everything. I don't want to. I don't want to tell y'all everything because it's late. You probably get ready to eat your dinner. I don't want to mess your meal up. Um, but it was bad, right? So I'm a little better now. I'm still like my head still hurts from all the vomiting and everything, but. That's why I sent that message. And truthfully, I wasn't in the mood. <laughs> to be honest with you, I wasn't in the mood. Um, I was pensive. Because the nine in sacred times, in sacred texts, it represents the hidden benevolence. Uh, if you look at Hebrew, you have a letter called Tet. Tet. Tet is drawn like this. If you could follow my finger, it almost looks like a almost looks like a G, like this, right? Um, for those of you latecomers, this is my uncle who was interned today. Um, uncle Jr. Um, so Tet is the ninth letter of the Hebraic alphabet. Tet. Tet is the first letter you use when you spell the word tov. Tov means good. Like if you're if 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 I'm good, if somebody says, man, yeah, tet, T-E-T, -E you got it. So if somebody was to say, like, how are you? You know, you could say, I need, I need, I need tov. I am good. I'm good. Well, you know, there's no am in Hebrew, it's just like I, I good, you know. Um, I good, I need, I need tov. Right? So um so I broke your security code. Uh-oh. <laughs> you change it up. Must be a Hebrew or something, huh? Um, so, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, that ninth energy, that ninth letter of Tet represents benevolence. Um, yeah, is it possible that my sickness is from pent-up emotions about my uncle? No. Um it would be his pent-up emotions that I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I pin, I pinned up, I, I pin up my emotions a good amount and my thoughts. So at some point I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for that. Most of the people in my family, um, he had a brain aneurysm too, but they go from brain aneurysms or, or stomach cancer. That's our thing. I just told you about my stomach and I tell you my head is hurting. Um, so yeah, we we don't we don't uh, <laughs> the 
the men, we don't last that long. The men like me and my uncle who think a lot and see a lot and are very sensitive, we usually, you know, we don't, we don't go that long. <laughs> um, and it's usually, you know, brain aneurysm um, or something with the stomach, you know. And he also had part of his intestines were taken out as well. He only had a portion of his intestines. He had stomach issues as well, you know. Oh, your people, your uncle passed from stomach cancer. I see you here. Yeah. It is what it is. You got to you gotta know your people. You got to know your genetics. And it gives you an idea of, of you know, what may be headed in, in your future. You know, uh, sometimes I used to see my grandmother get up from a chair. And that, you know, that Superman walk that old ladies do where they, they back don't really be strong. So they be leaning forward when they walking. And I used to look at her and be like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I'm probably going to do that. But that, that don't look cool. Then I used to see my pops do the same exact thing. We'd be working on the car, and we'd be underneath the car. I'm not going to share this video. If I share this video out, it's going to get to him. So he might still see it anyway. But he joked about it once, too. He's like, man, I'm getting up like my mother. But sometimes we'd be underneath the car, and he'd be like, oh, I got just the tool for this. And he'd get up, and I'd be under there. I'd look to the side, and he'd be doing that Superman. Ah, <laughs> You know, I'd say, oh, man. That's what it is? <laughs> That's what I got to do? So, you know, I do yoga. I've been, I've been doing yoga since I was seven, about uh, six, seven years old. I used to do it with my, my, my uh, mother in the dawning. We used to do yoga every day at uh, 7... 30, I think the show. It was a show that used to come on, yoga show back in the days. Um, this was, you know, obviously for the internet and stuff. We used to get up every day, yoga. You know what I mean? Um, I was I, I was a weird kid because I didn't look like no yoga kid. <laughs> I looked like Doughboy from Boys the Men. I mean, even Boys the Men from Boys in the Hood. I looked like Doughboy, but I was flexible. I was like Spice Adams. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so it was it was a rough day, but let's get back to that tet and that nine, that nine ether, as Dr. York, Malachi Z. York used to talk about. Um, oh, and somebody asked me recently, just, I need to put this out there. They asked if I was a, a Nuwapian. No, I am not a Nuwapian. I've never had any association with the Nuwapian nation. I've never under any Nuwapian. I've never studied under Dr. York. No, people have told me over the years that my amount or frequency or volume of information reminds them of Dr. York. I appreciate that that's cool, but I got nothing to do with Dr. York, never have, and I might not ever, right? So I just want to put that, because I keep getting that question, you know, you know what I mean? No, I'm an Anu. I'm an Anubian. Anu. You want some information? Go to anulifeglobal.org. If you try to find me on any other associations, you're not going to find You're going to find some martial arts stuff, and um, you don't know my street name, <laughs> so you're not going to find that affiliation that I was with for many years, um, that family. So you just worry about Anu. That's all you need to be worried about. Right? So anyway, um, there's a difference between good and benevolent, right? So Tet... A lot of people will say, oh, tet, because that starts off the word tov, it means good, but it doesn't. It means the hidden benevolence, right? So that's the beauty of what we, you know, I wanted you to think about this evening as we go into the cool of the, uh, cool of the evening. 
as um, Yahuwah used to go in the garden in the evening, he would, yeah, Eden, he would go into the cool of the evening. And I, I never thought it was not a coincidence, or at least I thought it was a great coincidence that Eve's name was Eve, and he would go into the cool of the evening. But uh, as we go into that, and we go into that, that darker space that we're experiencing, um, I want you all to think about the benevolent energies that work with you, you know, those benevolent forces, and most importantly, the hidden benevolence, because that's what it is, right? So, Uncle Smiling, right? Uh, let me get this. This is the one from the, um, this is the actual, um, what do they call it? Program. <laughs> this is the actual program, right? He's still slim there. He just look, yeah, he, he had big traps. So he looked, you know, he looks like this, you know. Um, but, uh, you see, he had his crown on, right? Always wore his head covered. Always wore his head covered. And what was interesting, we both always wore black crowns. I never asked him about it. He never asked me about it. I didn't get it from him. He didn't get it from me. And then he used to buy me crowns all the time. He would always, he had this thing. He would buy two of everything. Hey, nephew, come by the house. I bought a new drill. And you know, I bought you one. You're going to need an extra drill. I don't need, I got like five drills. Remember from last time you bought all them extra because they was on sale. He's always like, it was on sale. So I got two. Come on by the house and get it. You know, a lot of music equipment. He was a drummer. Um, so um, a lot of music equipment, audio equipment. He was a DJ too, you know, and a martial artist. <laughs> sound, sound familiar? <laughs> sound familiar? <laughs> uh, but the difference, he had light eyes though. You can't see it here. Yeah, I ain't got light eyes. I got sleepy, bloodshot, red eyes. I got red eyes. Yeah, light eyes. So, you know, he was ladies' love. <laughs> you know, I didn't have his smoothness. I don't have his. Maybe when I get older, I, I don't have his smoothness. Like I said, he would ask you if you want some advice. I was like, let me tell you what the F your problem is. That's always been me. So, you know. But, um,. That nine, man, it represents, again, we're now reflecting on the life behind us. You know, we look at nine and we look at it as the power number in the nine ether. And it is a very powerful number. But its its primary thing is now, it's the unfolding of, of man, right? So whereas we have six and six is the number of beasts, you know, and not, but nine is the number of man, you see? So um, it's very important. I know a lot of times you may, you may read like in... Revelations where it talks about 666, the number of, of, of the beast. But what you should understand is that in, in ancient Hebraic, in that language, that the letters the letters also had a numerical association to them. So it's not 666 as you and I would, would maybe conceptualize it. Or again, if we look at the number of man versus the number of beasts, um, that six, and this is important for my uncle, my uncle was always excited about times when I was on when I was on some F the system, right? I think you know what I'm putting up, right? Um, he would all, yeah, that's right, nephew. Don't fall into the trap that we fell into. He would always say things like, don't fall into our traps. That's right, you know, because um, I was always trying to like think out the box, you know. And um, he used to speak about colonialism a lot. You know, a lot of things that we have, you see, that's that colonialism. See, look at that. That is, you see how we be thinking? You know, he would put it on us. See, we, we got to get that together. That's that colonialism. And um, 
what was what was really good in that was that um again it was that idea of not associating with the beast see a lot of times people think that the beast is one person you got to you got to understand even revelations you have to understand the context of that time when it was written and who it was written to and who was writing it the beast at that time represented that that higher or that more civilized nationhood that was the beast right so even when you hear about babylon right um babylon the the prostitute but the the number of the beast which was an old thing you know that in that in that um shemak it was what they called it the shemak getting a mark in your hand and getting a mark in your forehead that wasn't something that was novel to the book of revelations but what it represented was when you completely give yourself over to the state that's who the beast was so you had the, the the number of beasts and then you had the number of men and number the number of men was you as a sovereignty that number is you know so even though it says 666 the mark of the beast which is the number of men that's the number of mankind the number of actual man when you when you mature when you go from um place to place when you go from point to point when you rule your nine years or, or, or you, that nine is significant. You now become man. You become sovereign. You know, mem alif nun, right? You want to look at the Hebrew mem alif nun, you know? So, and you remember, alif is the unseen, it's the hidden, right? So you have the mem, M-E-M, alif, A-L-E-F, nun, N-U-N, right? But um, it was that whole idea of now, like, I'm grown now. You know, I'm, I'm grown. Um, I'm not a ward of the state mentally or philosophically or psychologically. I've waged my wars and now I sit in patience overlooking the wars of my life. What have I gone through from the numbers one to eight or from zero to eight? What have I gone through from cipher to eight? Now let's look at it from the perspective of the number nine. Now at this point I could decide that I want to be a servant of the state or I can be a servant of that higher man. You see, that's what the nine represents versus what the six represents. So when you have um, that Cancerian energy, or really is Kepra, it's transformation, you have the interplay of the six and the nine. So what you have there is the interplay between earth and heaven, or, or the kingdoms of man versus the kingdoms of the creator. You see? So the nine represents when you get to that point where you where you have not now gone through your cycles and you have to wait to get your next your next vibration. Even when you look at Tet, it's not you don't have that word or that that, that word Tova or Tet in, in, in um, Torah as much. But when you do have it, you have it. The first appearance that you have it, it has four crowns underneath it. Now, typically Tet, when you write it for the for the vow for the vow um, value. It has three, boom, 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 like a like an upside down triangle. One here, one. I don't know if you can see it. Like one here, and I'm going here, and then one underneath, like an upside down triangle. But the first time it's 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 put it's put with four, four markings, right? Now you think about this for a second, because there's so many scholars like oh, we don't we don't understand why would it have four? You know. Um, What's four times nine? And then add that up. What's that? You see? So it's so for those of you who didn't go to class that day, you know, four times nine is thirty-six. 
three plus six is nine, right? So it's giving you a value of that that number of that of that number of completion, what that nine really represents. But it's you coming. Look, low, low. Put thirty six like five minutes after I asked the question. All right, brother, what you going Google? <laughs> Four times nine. Enter. Okay, okay, thirty six. All right. Copy. How do you copy your paper? <laughs> that <ain't> glow. <laughs> well, he's he's low to scholar. He's a historian. He never said math was a strong point. You know, give him a break, y'all. But I'm I'm joking. But um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's that nine value that now says f the system. I don't want because I know I know children watch, so you know, you know. Oh, here we go. I did four times eight and added on four more like my dad told me. <laughs> Jokes. But um, it's when you finally say F the system, because what's the system? The beast. I don't want the mark of the beast. I don't want the mark of the state. I don't want the mark of the system. I want to be marked by the creator. Give me that. Put, 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 put the blood here and here. You see? Mark me with the good stuff. Don't mark me with the lower stuff. You see, so why do they say in, in the in the in the um overly opinionated? Nah, philosophical, deep, wise, giving beyond what anyone could ever imagine. Um, sculpted a mind in his nephew, and gave him encouragement every time his nephew said, "Unk man, I'm gonna stop paying this mortgage. I'm gonna break the bank. That's something they call break the bank. You know what I'm gonna do? Let's see." Right now, they're putting freeze on this and that. So I'll have like three years that I, I won't really have to pay nothing until they kick me out. Now, if I take what I was given for mortgage and I put it to the side, I could take that and buy two investment properties. I could buy a little a little um, four-unit building with that. You know what I mean? And just stay here for free. It's crazy, right? Um, I shouldn't do that, right? That's crazy, right? Nephew, you, hey, man, I'm telling you, you're on it, nephew. This is what I'm talking about. Don't fall into the traps that, that we fell into. You're absolutely right, man. Bump the system. You know that? See, that's someone who was operating from nine ether because they were seen beyond the system. They were seen beyond the state. So, of course, he would be interned on the ninth. Of course. And 65, young. Uncle's young, 65. Six, five is the number of freedom. Put them together. What do you get? 11, the gateway. What do you do when you, what happens when you put the 11 together? You get duality. So it's just like, um, oh, that's your song? Yeah, let me turn it up. Yeah, that's, that's the one right there, boy. That want to bring tears to the eyes. We are one. Because that, that, that really concludes what I'm saying, right? You saw my breakdown as never-ending story. How Falcor was, was the higher consciousness of Atreyu. My higher consciousness said, nephew, don't go into that church. Stand outside. Wait for them to come out. That was my plan. <laughs> then I got there, and by the time I parked, and I'm walking there, and then, oh, I know, I know you want to see him. I, no, actually, y'all want to see him. Because y'all can't see him. You couldn't see him when he was here. That's why you wrote, oh, I, know I'm, I know I'm harping on this. I need to stop. Overly opinionated. I know. Hey, man, that's, that's me. Y'all don't really know how I am. You know what I mean? Y'all don't really know me. But I don't like stuff like that. And I will talk about it 
until I die, because that's the way I am. Let me tell you something, my grandfather. My grandfather died in my arms, okay? I zipped up his body bag. Um, I did his hair for, for his, his funeral. Let me see, what year was it? 2002. My cousin, my cousin's real lazy. Like he don't, he's lazy and crazy selfish, right? So we were out of town together because one of our relatives had a stroke. So I ended up losing my job behind that too because I left. I'm out. You know, I'm not going to say who the relative was. Out of hell with it. It was my grandmother, right? She's since transitioned. So I got the call, your grandmother had a stroke. What? Where they at? Oh, they're in Florida. They were visiting, you know, some people. Oh, I'm out. That was that night. And I went to go grab, gas my truck up, you know. Um, no, first I looked for plane tickets. And I was like, the times, I was like, I need to leave now. So I'm coming from New York down there. It's like 20, 22 hour, 22 hour trip or something around there. So got in the truck, I was out. I was out, drove down there. Um, so link up with my grandpops, right? So we, we talking, he was like, man, check this shit. I don't, I, I don't wanna use profanity. My, my family uses a lot of profanity, profanity, like everybody. So he was like, check this ish out. Come on, that's what he's always say when you run something down to me. Man, pull up a chair, man, let me talk to you. He said, man, check this ish out. Man's face like that. <laughs> he said, guess what your cousin did to me? I said, what happened, man? <laughs> what happened? We talked, we were best friends, so we, I, I called him grandpa, but we talked like just two regular dudes, you know what I mean? I was like, what happened, man? You know, he was like, I told this mother effer to take me to the store to get me some cigarettes. I'm down here in these backwoodsy country ass Country A, country A ninja, you know, I ain't walking out there in that goddamn heat. I told him to take me to the mother effing store. He talking about he got to take a shower. He got to take a shower. <laughs> so he's going off. I'm like, dang, I said, you know how he is, man. Don't even mess with him, man. You know how he is, man. He's selfish, man. He's only child, man. You know how that, how that go, man. So, <laughs> so he was like, nah, nah, I'm going to get that mother this was 2002, right? You know he never stopped talking about it? He would always say, one day, I'm gonna F your cousin over real good. And that's a, he would use the same phrase every single time he would bring the situation up. I'm gonna F him over good. One day, that mother F for talking about, I got to take a shower. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we are, man. <laughs> we hold, we we be holding, we be holding. You know what I mean? Um, meanwhile, you supposed to be worried about your wife. She got a stroke, and you sitting there pissed. I have to walk to the mother effing store myself, man. Broads out there selling ass, they selling meat, and ask me if I want to buy some meat. I want some mother effing Newport. He just going crazy, man. This and that, Chief Yuya. That's how you get. That's how you get Chief Yuya. We ain't even get into my baba. That we we will leave that. I don't. I will leave that. We never. 
we're not going to some of you know who my baba is some of you don't but you put those together and this is me <laughs> so yeah man um he was the overt benevolence he was the overt benevolence you know i remember times uh, i remember one time i had a situation and i needed some bread and um i owed him bread right it was a little little small money right like maybe like 1500 something like that and i was like you know i gotta get that bread back to you but i got a little situation give me time he was like man what, 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 what happened and i'm like man i don't even want to talk about it don't worry about it. I'm, I'm gonna work it out whoop -de -whoop -de -whoop. he was like you a street nigga i'm a street nigga oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to say that i'm 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 sorry i'm, I'm reflecting stuff is coming out he said you a street and i'm a street and come on we could be real with each other what was going on so i had a little situation at the time you know and i had a lawyer that i had to pay for for the situation and um the lawyer was kind of pressing me a little bit and um i was about to do something that i shouldn't have did to get the money for the lawyer right which would have probably made me need another lawyer on top of that lawyer so he's like man come on by the house man like come on man you over here whining like a little you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, all right. So I come through. He's like, yeah, sit down. Pull up a chair. Tell me what happened. He like, he's blowing his new port in my face. <laughs> what happened? So I told him, whoop de whoop de woo. Yeah, you out there effing around. I told you, keep your hands to yourself. He used to always say it to me, man, keep your hands to yourself. You know? Um, so he was like, man, that ain't nothing. I probably needed maybe, I think I needed like 14 grand, something like that. He's like, man, well, I, I got, I got, a, I got about twelve on me now, man. And we go to the bank, we get the rest, man. That ain't about nothing, man. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, take, take twenty. What the hell are you gonna do with four? He said, <laughs> he said, a player like you, what you gonna do with fourteen thousand dollars? Come on, man, let's go. Overt benevolence, you see. Like you gonna come and get this blessing, mother? You gonna get the blessing? This guy here was quiet whisper of the benevolence you see so it was like my sheep know my voice and when they hear me they follow he's a shepherd my sheep know my voice my voice ain't for everybody because some people will turn around and say i'm overly opinionated not realizing i was trying to give you medicine the whole time when you were laughing at me telling me that as a family we should start a bottled water business you were laughing at me as a family we should start a turkey sausage business you laughed at me we should get our own mall at the end of 125th street which has a pier now in the jogging park park and they're talking about bringing a boat up there like at the south street seaport this man had that idea over 30 years ago over i mean longer than oh shoot longer than that almost 40 years ago you laughed at me that's okay no problem i'll give it to my nephew <laughs> And that's what he used to do. Nephew, I got nephew. I got some stuff I got to tell you. I got some stuff because you know I'm holding this stuff. I'm holding this stuff. I need, I need to give it to somebody, nephew. Come on, and you know me and you. We, we, he would always tell me we'd have six-hour conversations. You know. So yeah, man, that's how we command in our our our, our evening. Um, and I'm gonna need that command because I'm I got a long drive in front of me and I'm not feeling it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling it tonight. So I think I'm gonna be pulling over every so couple of hours and um, maybe walking or something like that, get some fresh air. But I got some appointments in the dawning that I, I have to I have to make. And, I'm, and my schedule got pushed back because I was sick all night. I, st I haven't slept 
Yeah. No, I did. I, I fell asleep early today. Maybe a total of two hours, hour or two, here and there. If that, I don't even think that. Maybe that one. I don't know. Anyway, I'm waiting. But um, that nine is that tet, is that hidden benevolence. And it's when the man finally stands up. Not pregnant with your own potential like the number six or the letter B. The letter B is still pregnant with its own potential. It's still housed. You see? It's still housing its, its potential. And then when the B becomes a P, or in, in Hebrew you have bet, and then you have pet, right? So, or vet, I'm sorry, you have bet, and then you have vet, but then you have bet, and then you have pet, which is another length, another formation, almost looks like a G with a dot in the middle of it. Um, but when you go from that B to that P, or you go from that six to that nine, now you've, you've gotten to the point in your journey where you can look over what you've done and accept what the regeneration is supposed to be now. That's the nine ether. You don't just have it. A lot of people think because we have melanin and we got this thick hair and all that, that we got nine ether automatically. You don't. You earn nine ether through your process. And at the end of that process, you can determine if you want to become nine ether or if you want to become a, a, a servant to the beast. So you could decide, I'm gonna take a nine or I'm gonna take a six. I'm gonna take a P, I'm gonna take a B, you see? Because if you look at that P, the head is full. If you look at the B, the head is empty, the, the root is full. So am I able to move that energy up here, you see? He always wore a black crown because we're the Hashashim. The Hashashim, I told you my last name, Hassan, Hashashim, that's where it comes from. It was a band of assassins. You know, so they always wore black crowns and they getting ready to get to go to go to work. Check out peace, brother Logan. Check out uh, Assassin's Creed to learn more about the Hashashim. That's up. You see, so yeah, man, that's why I didn't do a segment this morning. I was physically, physically nailed to the cross. <laughs> I was physically messed up. You remember? You remember? What, you know, remember what time they nailed them, right? Remember? Six. Remember what time he they say they say he uh resurrected or got off the cross? Nine. Did you know that? Did you know the numerology was right there in front of you all this time? Put him up at six, brought him down at nine. Six and nine. It's an important thing. You know, it's more than a than a uh pleasure a pleasure position. You know, there's more to it. I know some of you were thinking that. Yeah, I think 69. Yeah, I could use me some 69. Not Takashi, the other 69. The one that, you know, a little funky. But uh, anyway, so yeah, let me uh, let me get on because I got to get on the road. And um, and tomorrow dawning, I'm going to do a commander day. I might actually be doing that from the road because uh, I don't know how I'm going to be moving if I'm going to make it where I need to make it in time. I need to make it there about by 8 a.m. So, um We'll probably do it at about 6.30 a.m. And um, chances are I think I'm going to still be driving. So I'll pull over and we'll we'll greet each other, man, because we need each other, man. We need The good people need to be around the good people. The good people need to be around the good people. And we need to start our day with each other. But tonight we're going to end our day with each other. So thank you, Fase. Thank you, Lo, and everybody else. Um, 
So yeah, my uncle Jr. This is for him, man. You know what I mean? This is this is my segment for my uncle. You finally got to see. Aside from my my uh, son, some of y'all seen him, but you got to see now uh, <laughs> one of my one of my, my my family. You know, he's beautiful. He's be- He's still beautiful. That's why I didn't want to see him in that box. For what? What am I looking at? Makeup? He ain't went no damn. My uncle ain't went no goddamn makeup. Excuse me. My uncle didn't wear no makeup. <laughs> You know, so nah, this is him. You know, and I don't want no makeup either. You know, put me in there the way I look. However, whatever happened, I might have been running my mouth with some young boys. Might have went upside my head, blew my joint up. Put me in there just like that. Let it be a lesson. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> don't hook me up when I go. I don't want to get hooked up. You know what I mean? I don't really think I need it to be honest with you. You know what I mean? All this shea butter I be packing in. That shea butter, when I go, is probably still going to be there. You know what I mean? I don't really need nothing else. But anyway, um, yeah, look at that. Them eyes open. I don't know if those are eight hours. <laughs> I don't know if those are eight-hour eyes. I'm going to have to read it, do a book. <laughs> you know, put an audio book in and see and see how long that'll take me. But, um, yeah, man, it's all about Uncle JR. That's why I, I wasn't going to do a segment, but I said it's 9-9. Nine, nine, and he went through it through it through his ninth gate, man. He went through the through the ninth planet, um, and you know, just like when Abram received the name Abraham, that H has a nine vibration to it, you know. So that was saying that yeah, you were Abram before, you were a slave to whatever, but Abraham now you marked with with the celestial vision. You're marked with a celestial purpose, man. So you know, my uncle went through that ninth. It's like you know, it's, it's a new marking now, and I'm I'm very thankful. So let's just think about all of the benevolent hidden energies that we have around us that maybe we don't listen to as much because um, they're just not loud and we're just that hard-headed or we're just still a slave to someone saying, you can go in there and see the body if you want. That's dead people talk. And I sat there, okay, okay, I'm going to run up these steps. And I was wearing a mask. I don't wear a mask. I had to, I had to literally take my mask out of the plastic because I've had it. April, March, March, April. I ain't put that guy. I ain't put that thing on. I don't wear the mask. I don't need the mask. Okay. So, but uh, you know, I ain't telling nobody not to wear your mask or whatever. But you do whatever you feel like doing. But I'm not a slave to that. You see what I'm saying? I'm I'm dealing with that nine vibration, man. I'm seeing. I'm looking over it, and I'm recognizing that we just waiting for things to get to the double digits, man. We've been dealing with single digits. And this place for a long time. Forget the 400 years and all that. We've been longer than that anyway. But we just been playing around in double digits trying to figure out little single simple lessons. You know, now it's time to start putting some combinations together so that we can have that too. Like I said, if he was 65, you put that 6 and that 5 together, you get that 11. You get that gateway now for 2. So now we're going to the double digit reality. So once we get to the double digit reality, now you have to now see how energies play along with each other. You have to see how love actually works because love is what binds those digits together. That's the space between the one and the zero. Or when you now finally get back to the cipher. But you can only get back to the cipher once you get to the nine. So anything after that nine creates now a beauty of getting back to the cipher again. That's the beauty of, the beauty of it all, man. So, you know, I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for the hidden energies and more, more importantly, the hidden benevolence, man. Because um, some of us really need it, man. And if you have the ability to hear the voice of your shepherd, listen to it, man. All right. So happy people, <laughs> my happy, beautiful people. Uh, I'm going to hit the road. 
And uh, like the flyer says, a celebration of life. My uncle Jr. Man, you know, that that was all. He was a soldier. You want to talk about a warrior and a soldier? He may not look like it, cause you know, some of the people in my family we got a little like an elder barge thing kind of going on. You know, we might look a we might be a little light skinned but we act real dark skinned Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, but I think I think some of you get what I'm saying, man. You know, so uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not really politically correct. <laughs> but uh, hey, he light, but he ain't that light. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let me um, let me get moving on the road, and all of you be safe and be well. All right, peace, 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 peace. Yeah, he looked like it. He looked like trouble, huh, Talisha? All right, y'all.